everybody to the Murder Theater Podcast. My name is Rafe. I've got joining me Chris and Tammy. We are ready to rock and talk about all things that are professional wrestling. We hope you all had a good week. And let's figure out what we're going to start with. Now, I and my beautiful wife, Tammy, watched the GCW events, the Jersey J-Cup. So it's fresh in our minds. So I'd like to start with that. And of course, I'm excited, you guys. I'm so glad you finally watched some GCW stuff. I will say this before you go any further. This was not GCW in a bottle for me. Um, I don't know that this was the best example of the product. However, it was very good. So I'm curious to see what you guys thought. It was very good. And I know that it wasn't your typical GCW because I've I've looked in on it a little bit here and there in the past. This is definitely not that. No. Especially <laughs> since I since I watched the David Arquette documentary. <laughs> That's a more accurate representation of GCW. <laughs> and saw, you know, the Nick Nick is it Nick Gage or Nick? Yeah, it's Nick, Nick Gage, Gage, right? Nick Gage and that whole thing, that whole fiasco with um with David Arquette and what happened with GC. And I knew that That's was not the, the first guy he's almost killed, by the way. <laughs> it's happened several times. He does not hold back at all. Right. But all in all, I thought it was good. Uh, Tammy, why don't you give give me your thoughts on on the uh on the whole event and what you what you thought of it? Well, I guess I'm just realizing that it was the same company as that David Arquette thing. So that changes it for me even more. Hmm. But um, my overall first impression was uh, great wrestlers. Some that I have seen before and was super happy to see again. And on the ones I didn't know, I enjoyed just as well. Um, excellent matches. They all put a lot into it. I like that they really like had a lot of suspense. Um, but um, not enough women. I didn't like that at all. Even in the crowd, I didn't clock as many women as I would have liked to have seen. So I didn't like that overall bro vibe. I'm more a weirdo vibe. So, you know, not bro vibe. So I that kind of rode the line for me on that one. And there wasn't any flair, which I could see could almost be a plus in certain ways too. So it's like, but there was no like good storylines or entrances with music. But what I did notice to make up for that is that the heels were very obvious. Like the story had to be told quickly for me because I didn't know these people, but I got it on a couple of those matches, like the whole thing. So I thought they did a good job with that. And the fact that they went all the Jordan and Pinky, uh, I call him, even though everybody calls him Speedball, because I think it's Speedball Inc. So I call him Inky. It's my own personal nickname for Mike Bailey. <laughs> I, I, I think he's fantastic. And I was new to seeing Jordan. I think I'd seen him on um, uh, Twitter somewhere. I crossed paths with his name before. But I hadn't really seen him do any matches, so it was cool to see him like do, last the whole night. Like I thought that was really fantastic. So just to be able to do all that one night was crazy and insane. Um, but I think that's my overall is that you know there was a lot of pluses and a couple of things I I would like to see just like amped up a little bit, namely female presence. 
you could tell, it just felt like everyone likes to like, this is our excuse to go around and flick each other off and yell fuck all night. That's the vibe I got from the crowd, you know, like, okay, that is fun. You know, I mean, I get that, but it was like, you got to like temper it and have a little contrast with something else too. So I don't know. That's but I would definitely watch them again. Huh? That, that's actually kind of a fair assessment of the typical GCW crowd. Very yeah. much a rowdy, we just want to say as many cuss words as possible and chant the dumbest things we can think of. <laughs> That's part of my favorite thing, though, about going to GCW shows <laughs> live, though, is like being involved in that chaotic, uh, horrifically inappropriate crowd is actually kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could see the appeal. I really could. Yeah, but that's but I just wish some more women were enjoying that exact same appeal, too. That's all. Women like that shit too, you know? They we do. also get angry and need a safe space to release our emotions in a way that also elevates a story. I mean, it, it works for me too. So that's all. <laughs> well, I liked it. It was definitely, it was definitely that extreme. It was the skilled wrestling. It was skilled wrestling. It was all about the moves. It was kind of like, it's it was enjoy esque in a sense. Um, it wasn't quite as, I guess the term I'm looking for is frenetic, as as wild as enjoy was because enjoy just seems like that that thing just keeps moving and moving and moving. This had dynamic. More, there, this 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 had more breaks in it. A little bit of slowed down a couple of matches. Kind of more calculated things. Every everybody was good. Everybody had good characters that they were developing. Um, why Mike Bailey is not like I know he's an impact, but he should be in the top two. I mean, he's he's really that good. I love opinion. watching him. I really think he's that good. Jordan Oliver, he seems like a very young guy, and he seems like he's got like he's sky's the limit if he, he keeps himself healthy and, and keeps at it. Um, he had good energy, right? I've yeah. really, I've really enjoyed seeing him both times that I saw him live. He's really fun to watch in person. Oh yeah, oh absolutely. And uh, so the, the the one match that kind of, there's a, a lot of matches stood out for to me, but the one that I liked a lot was uh, Charles Mason versus Jordan Oliver in that second round, which I thought was really cool because it was like that they really and that's I think going back to what Tammy was saying. They really set the heel face dynamic like right there. It was right in it. And that made it like almost like a main event match, which I thought was really fun and really cool. And not that the other ones weren't, because then like right after that you had Leo and Janella, which, you know, was a was a was a hard hitting hard hitting match to begin with. So they were all really good. And you know, cause so you could kind of think of Janela was maybe the face and I mean the heel in that, and Leo was maybe the the face. I mean, I was that one blurred the lines, but then that next match with Roderick Cole and Blake Christian, Blake Christian obviously was that heel, you know. And I Tammy love Blake so much. Uh, yeah, a, I thought he was awesome. He was really a good heel, and and so every one of those final matches leading up to the actual final had a really great dynamic. I didn't really look at Mike Bailey as a heel. 
and I didn't look at Jordan Oliver as a heel either. So right. for those two to come out and be kind of both faces at the end, I thought that was really, awesome. It was really cool. And I mean, like I said, we've seen uh, Mike Bailey, you know, perform quite a few times in every time I watch that guy, I'm super impressed. It was, it's kind of like watching, you know, uh, Dante Martin in that sense of like, there's that excitement to it. And he's got that dynamic. He is like, and I was, you know, Tammy and I were talking about it last night and I really felt, I really feel like Mike Bailey is like almost, he's a really good amalgam of every kind of style. You know what I mean? He's got like that luchador style to him. He's got a little bit of new Japan style to him and, and a little, and and that traditional, W old WWF WWE wrestling style to him that mixes all together. He's I, I feel like he's like a I would like to see that like as the future of professional wrestling where he's they very have well rounded, you know. And so I thought that was that was awesome. I mean that that was what really kept me entertained with with that match and and the whole the whole tournament to be quite honest with because yeah. everybody had the moves. You know, it was all about the moves. Yeah. What's your thoughts, Chris? Uh, so I wanted to say a couple things. You guys pinged on a few things that I wanted to mention. First of all, Charles Mason. Um, that guy is such a good asshole. Uh, <laughs> I just, I hate him so much. He's so good at his job. Billy Starks was absolutely robbed. Um, and this was not her first match with him, and I'm sure they'll have more. And they're always good. I love Billy Starks, you guys. You've heard me bring her up a few times now. She's been on <laughs> AEW a lot lately. I am more and more impressed with her every time I see her. Um, now, the uh, Jordan Oliver winning the whole thing, I think is great. Because like I said, Jordan Oliver's he's really fun live. He's a great performer. Uh, the dude's got skills. And he's super young still. Um, mm-hmm. But the, the match with Mike Bailey and Jonathan Gresham. That match was really good to watch. It was super fun. And it's also building on their match coming up at Impact's No Surrender later this month. So okay. that's going to be probably, I, w- I would say that's probably where they're going to pull out all the stops between those two. Um, but yeah, I, this, this event, as I said, was not GCW in a bottle. It was super fun, though. Um, I think if you were somebody that wasn't into like the hardcore style and all that stuff, this would have been a good starter GCW event. But for me, I was like, where's all the good stuff? Where's the weapons? Where's the tables? Where's the, you know, I like, I wanted to see some serious stuff and blood because that's what I've gotten accustomed to with that company. Um, well, let me just say this before you, before you, I don't think that they could have done it that way because there was, they couldn't have, they wouldn't have none of it. Nobody would have lasted. Right. You know I mean, it's just like those guys wrestled four four matches, man. It's like, that's a long time. And uh, like, even like Veda was saying that uh, Jordan Oliver was before he even got into that final one was in the, in the ring for 64 minutes or something like that. Yeah. So it's like, there's no way you could do hardcore wrestling and make it right. <laughs> Period. That so. was the other thing I thought Tammy would like is that Veda was on commentary. Oh yeah. yes, I did. I was super pumped about that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot more in intermingling with all these indie promotions than I think a lot of people realize too. Oh yeah, you could see that. And that's cool. I mean, because 
the good part about it is these people are familiar with working with each other. So when they're familiar with working with each other, they make the matches better. I mean, we've seen this a million times in like AEW, somebody comes in that's new to the company and that match doesn't always come off very well. Exactly. It comes off a little awkward. It comes off clunky. Whereas if these guys are roaming around the indie, even if you see him in that particular promotion at that time, they work with that person and the dynamic is really cool and the match is really good. It's technically right. good. So that's, yeah. you know, that's awesome. Well, I am really looking forward to middle of the night. That's GCW's next big event. It's on February 18th, same day as Elimination Chamber. Um, mm. I'm I'm hoping that maybe we'll get a couple more females on the, the show that night and uh, maybe a little bit more violence. Um, but if not, I will always support GCW regardless. <laughs> <laughs> What's fun. And, and you know, that's, we're, we're definitely going to check out more of it for sure. You know, we got the, the fight plus thing. So we're going to go and scroll. Yeah. That and check that out. Yeah. I finally you know, bit the bullet and did it myself. Cause I was tired of, I was tired of doing the one-offs. I was, I've been buying like so many GCW shows. It didn't make sense to keep doing it. No. Yeah. You, you might as well at that point, subscribe and just uh, get them. Plus, there's like a ton of other promotions that do stuff on there too, so it's totally oh, yeah. worth it. Cool. Yeah, oh, yeah, we just got it. I'm glad. I think we can access some of the New Japan stuff, which is an attempt I'm gonna make. There is some New Japan stuff on there too. Um, I think Strong is on there, New Japan Strong, and then some of the New Japan stuff. But also, most of that stuff can be found on New Japan's website too. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, man. GCW. It's an up and comer, man. It's good. Yeah, it was really enjoyable. So, in contrast to that, uh, you guys have also been trying to watch a little bit of NWA, and I'm curious where your thoughts are with that promotion. Tammy, when <laughs> I'm coughing. All right. So mine are very simple. It wasn't for me. Um. But I would give it another shot. It was just a little bit too on the Disney side, uh, not enough of the punk side. I was disappointed in Billy. Billy but it might just been the night. So I'm willing to give it that and give it another shot. Well, I mean, they did have another show this weekend. Um, the Renegade Twins are the new women's tag champs. That's cool. So that's I'm good. glad for them. That's great uh, for them. Fantastic for them, actually. And, um, yeah, well, before I mention the other stuff that happened, Rafe, what did you think of NWA thus far? Well, I liked it. Um, it didn't have kind of like the energy that I was expecting it to have, but it was, it's still good because everybody's really good. I think that I need to give it a little bit more time. I need to kind of get into the storylines a little bit more. As far as the entertainment value was concerned, um, who's that? And I, oh man, I'm so mad that I missed his missed his name. He's the big tall dude with the mullet. Oh, something Cyrus <laughs> Billy Billy Ray. What's his name? Shoot, he was supposed to get. He got curly hair. He's super tall. Uh, oh man, is he the guy that does the commercials and wears animal print? No, not that dude. <laughs> it was um. He's named after Billy Ray Cyrus. That's a play on that guy's name. <laughs> I don't know. I keep thinking about Ricky Morton because he's the only one I can think of right now that has like a real not, mullet. Not Ricky Morton. He's curly hair. He almost looks like um, 
uh one of one of the dudes and stepbrothers <laughs> i think i know who you're talking about i, I can't remember who it is uh, well talk amongst yourselves i'll find him <laughs> um but to get to, on that i thought he was super entertaining um i think that he's the dude I, that looks kind of like uh sid vicious right uh, no well like yeah. big big tall He's kind of like a curly mullet sort of thing. Yeah, I'll find him. I'll find okay. him. All but, right. um, but yeah, I thought he was super entertaining with his promos. I thought that um, the one character that he was with, that she was hysterical in this whole thing. Um, I think they have some very funny things in it. Um, I thought, you know, Taya's always good, but the thing that I didn't really like about that was when they had that big match with the teams and they kind of just kind of eliminated all the ladies right off the bat. And I thought that that was, I wasn't that into that. You yeah. know what I mean? It was like, it was like, it was like suddenly they just kind of like, okay, let's, let's have all the girls wrestle and then we'll just move on to the other stuff. And so I didn't think that was quite fair. I would say, uh, I think, you know, it would have been nice to have, a little bit of an intergender match happen yeah. and maybe one of the ladies get a little bit farther than they were. I figured Taya would get farther than she did. You know what I mean? You're Just talking about that, veteran. uh, that tournament the they had the, the team's tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Which was weird because it wasn't really a team format as much as right. like they hyped it as team rock and roll versus whatever the other team was. Was it just team Tyrus? I think it was team um, Tyrus versus team rock and roll. So that yeah. was, that's and it should have yeah. been more of a team format, and it wasn't. And I didn't like that they started with the women, too, because then it was like, I forget who the last woman was that was in the ring, but then they got beaten, and then it was just the guys for the rest, which was, uh, that was a silly way to do the whole team versus team thing. It just doesn't make sense. They could have done, yeah. they could have called it anything else, really. Yeah, they could have. And, and, and they could have just maybe had it where they sp- if, if well it would have been kind of lame if they split it up but it would have been cooler if if some of the ladies made it a little bit further in, yeah if they could have just mixed it up and maybe had you know peppered a one woman here maybe two guys then another woman then because i think there were less women um and maybe maybe that was the motivation i don't know still it could have been done much better you're absolutely right yeah thoughts on that tammy i have no idea what you're talking about to be honest you don't remember that part of the match? What what match? What are you even talking about? It was NWA you... Power Live. It was their I, first I swear live to you, show. I swear to you, everybody, her eyes were actually looking at the television. She watched it. She did. <laughs> I, That's well, why was... she said she didn't like it. Uh, you know what? Maybe I... she wasn't really absorbing it. <laughs> Coughing at the beginning of your conversation here. I had to mute myself, so I missed what you were talking about. So I just sat and listened and... Have no without ever having a clue. All right. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, EC3. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him. He is now officially yeah. signed to NWA as well, and he's bringing his Control Your Narrative promotion, which is non-existent anymore. He's bringing it with him, apparently. Uh, I, I don't know what he's bringing other than being EC3. Um, everybody else that was in that thing is now signed to WWE again. So. Uh, oh but, really? Yeah. But Tyrus actually retained against Matt Cardona, which right. surprises me. 
Um, number one, because Tyrus has had that title for two years, I think, going. And Matt Cardona has been on fire the last couple years, ever since his WWE release. And I really thought he was going to get the belt. It is what it is, but he did just become the inaugural Oceanic Champion on the Jericho Cruise. So congratulations, Matt Cardona. Uh, oh, was he on the cruise? That's yeah, cool. Yeah, I guess they'll be only that that title's only going to be on the line once a year. So if you like Matt Cardona, you're guaranteed to see him on the cruise next year, I suppose. Yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was good, especially at the end, and he was getting in and Tyrus's face, and, and yeah, like he's 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 good at the promos, man. He, he's cool, man. I like. I'm him. a big fan of Matt Cardona. Always have been. Um, even when his gimmick was really stupid, I knew there was something about him, and, and that. WWE just didn't see it right. They tried to they tried to like put his fire out that he he built himself essentially um, Seems through like YouTube it. videos and stuff online. He got over on his own without the company, and I think Vince maybe didn't like that very much. Hmm. Um, but moving forward with NWA, um, I think if you watch more of the product, that again was not NWA in a bottle. Um, that was a weird show to me, and I've I've seen more than a handful. Um, so I would definitely keep giving it a couple more chances, uh, let it sink in a little bit. Um, kind of like any indie promotion, when you first start watching it, it takes you a while to get used to their format and the talent and all that stuff. And you have to wait to see what kind of storylines there are, if there are any. Um, NWA does have a good product, so I would love it if you guys didn't shut it down immediately. But... Based on the last couple of weeks, I would understand if you did. No, I'm 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 not going to shut it down. I'm for sure. I mean, I'm I probably catch matches here and there, the things that I'm interested in looking at. Um, yeah, it's tough to keep up with all this wrestling, so you got to prioritize. So exactly, much. that's There's where so I'm at with all of this. There's that's so why I'm so happening. cutthroat about it because it's like there's so much. I mean, I got to be relentless, and I just got to figure out, you know where i want to spend my time but i'm sampling now so yeah then i'll figure it all out and one more thing before we jump from nwa since we're talking about matt cardona chelsea green has now left nwa and she's obviously showed up in wwe uh and i wonder if she's regretting that yet (laughs) she's getting her ass kicked (laughs) she was doing really good at nwa and she was doing great working with him on the indies um and now Now she's 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 almost She's kind of like a stooge almost. Yeah. And it's it's especially what they did to her at the um at the, at the battle Rumble. royale at the yeah. Royal Rumble. It's like yeah. she's in there for two seconds. This is her big debut. That was kind of lame. I was like, man, that's kind of lame, man. Yeah, they just did that to her. That that was that was pretty. Oh well, you know. But hey, you never know. They that's might right. they might push her into some cool storylines and, and and move it forward on that too. So yeah, we'll see. And, you know. But All right. I'll keep watching. I'll keep checking. I'll keep checking it out for sure. So what do you guys want to talk about next? We got a lot of stuff here. Woo wee. You, you, you lead the ship, my friend. You lead it. You, you give us, you, you talk about what you want and we'll comment on it. All right. Well, since we're talking a little bit about WWE, um, let's talk about the upcoming elimination chamber first. Um, so far for the card, the, the only stuff that I know of that's been confirmed We've got the United States Championship match with Austin Theory and Seth Rollins. Uh, it's also Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, and Montez Ford. So I have a feeling it's going to come down to Rollins and Theory. That's why I said that. Um, it's going to be interesting. Elimination Chamber, 
just so you guys understand the concept fully, uh, it's kind of like a rumble in the sense that you get a new opponent in the ring every few minutes, except the opponents are all announced in advance. There's not as many. And they're, most of them are trapped in a little box on each corner of the ring until they're allowed out. Um, so okay. it should be pretty cool. Uh, I, I don't, it's a weird format for a wrestling match, but it's usually pretty damn killer. Uh, as far as the in-ring stuff that happens, because mm-hmm. it's a cage, but it's a cage with stipulations. There's usually something wild that happens. So I think it's going to be good. But that's the men's chamber match. Now, the women's chamber match has uh, Asuka, Liv Morgan, Nikki Cross, Raquel Rodriguez, Natalia, and Carmella. Yeah. I, it's a weird mixture. They don't have Why? a lot of... Well, they don't Why have do a lot that? of their big names in there. Um. I mean, you've got Asuka, yeah. who deserves yeah. to win it. Well, I mean, that's one, two, three, four, five, six. That's all of them, right? No. That's got to be it for the chamber match. Well, I mean, yeah, that's, that's it for them. But you're they've, saying what? You know, they've done all the qualifiers. Uh, well, they don't have any of their big names in there. You don't have, you know, a Rhea Ripley because she's now involved in this thing with Charlotte moving forward. Um, and Charlotte, obviously, Becky Lynch. Uh, Bailey, all these people that are involved in these different programs right now. So the chamber match it comes down to like, you've got Natalia who's been a workhorse for WWE for 15 plus years forever. You've got Carmella who is basically used sparingly. Was um, she hurt? Was she hurt? Is that why she was out so long? Carmella? I think she's been hurt on and off for a while. I know that there were some personal things that we don't need to talk about on here. Um, her yeah. and Corey Graves went through some stuff in their life. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, um, yeah. And then, you know, there's Raquel Rodriguez, who I don't know why she's not doing more on the roster right now. She She's a great talent. She deserves a good push. I'm not sure what's, like, misfiring there. And then you got Nikki Cross, who is just kind of transformed back to her old psychotic gimmick, which is great. But, I mean, then you got Liv Morgan and Asuka. So Liv Morgan, Asuka, and Nikki Cross, those are the biggest names in this match besides Natalia. And Natalia's never going to win anything big ever again i don't think in her career she's really they use her in a way that's like she can make people look good but they're never gonna they're never gonna do anything with her moving forward as far as like a title or anything like that in my opinion i don't think they will because if they would have they would have done it a few years ago um now outside of the two chamber matches we've also got that mixed tag match with edge and beth phoenix versus finn balor and rhea ripley yeah well Uh, there you go that's going to be interesting um but uh, i i hope to see a little bit more intergender contact in this one uh rather than a mixed tag where it's like oh the woman's in now the other woman has to get in because that's fucking stupid and redundant and wwe is sort of starting to push that envelope a little bit and i just hope they really kick it into fucking full gear here yeah what's her face slammed what's mysterio's kid dom Dom. Ex-con Dom. So I'm thinking that they are <laughs> going to have it in the sense because, first of all, she slammed Dom, and then Rhea had that one match with, what? what's his name? That full-on match with, what's it? Akira Tozawa. 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 And so I think they're probably going to mix that up a little bit better. I really hope so. I think they're prepping for it. And if anybody could do it, it's Beth and it's Rhea. Oh, those ladies are strong, man. They could they could handle all of that shit. Yeah. So. 
And Edge is no stranger to intergender stuff. Um, and Finn Balor probably isn't. I can't think of any examples off the top of my head, but as much stuff as he did in Japan and uh, I'm sure elsewhere, I'm sh- and, you know, he was, I think he may still work on and off at a training school. Um, you know, they, they all do this stuff when they're not on television for WWE. So it makes sense. And these are some great competitors to have start that kind of new era of intergender wrestling in WWE. Right. But the, the other match on that one, uh, <laughs> the match between Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn. Oh, that's right. Now it's in Montreal. It's Sami Zayn's oh. hometown. They're building this thing with Cody Rhodes, which we're going to talk about him a little bit more. But Sami Zayn on paper doesn't have a chance to win because they're building a program with Cody. However, Sami Zayn has been on fire for over a year now with this whole bloodline story. The, I think it's I, probably the best thing they've done on TV in the last five to seven years. And he's super over and he's going to be in his hometown. How, how do they have Sammy lose to Roman in this match and have him like, have it feel like it's okay without everybody being like, okay, now we fucking riot. They're, he, Roman Reigns is going to have interference. There's going to be cheating. You know I, think they're, I think they're, I think Sami Zayn is going to get DQ'd. Yeah. I think Jay Uso. Something's going to happen. I think Jay Uso is going to come out and attack Roman. Probably. That would be a good angle. It would also help with the whole, is Jay going to turn on the bloodline or not? Um, but it may be Kevin Owens that comes out to help Sammy or something. And that's how the DQ hits. There's, there's a lot of stuff that could happen here. Maybe Jay Uso comes out, confronts Kevin. Uh, Jimmy Uso's there. Maybe it starts the tag team feud that they've been talking about potentially doing with those two teams. So I don't know. I, this is a slippery slope, man. You can't have a baby face get built up this big and not do something. What's your thoughts on that, Tammy? I think that Chris summed it up so well. I just loved listening to it. I mean, I have so many <laughs> deep thoughts about this storyline, you know? I'm, like, engaged in that. I just forgot about everything else. I mean, I am glad that I somewhat know what he's talking about because I don't watch WWE all the time, so I don't know all the backstories of all the storylines, but I do – I have gotten semi-caught up on this one because I recently started – watching it a couple months ago so i i i'm glad that I, it is really a fun storyline and the points that chris made about the whole um uh uso brother coming in and being the one that messes everything up is an interesting angle so we'll see what happens yeah i think so i think they're i think they're it's not going to be clean whatever it's going to be right it's never going to be clean because that'll just piss off the fans because everybody loves Sammy Zayn. So I'm sure they'll I'm sure they'll twist it right. They've been doing pretty good on that stuff lately. So I think it'll be a good twist. There's there's not a good way though that's gonna make everyone happy. You know what I'm saying? Like nothing they do is gonna make everyone happy at this point. Because what would make everyone happy is to see Sami Zayn get those titles, and that's not happening. It's just no. Not. Cody's gonna win. Yeah, I don't think. There was no way to predict that Sami Zayn was going to like get this over with people from this whole thing. So, but I mean, good for Sami Zayn though, man. He deserves it. I hope that this is at least a good match for him, and he has a really good time in Montreal at you know back in Canada. 
doing his thing. That's going to be very exciting to watch, because especially, I mean, they go, they went crazy for him that one night on, on SmackDown when he was they there. They sure did. He, so, he actually mentioned in that interview he did with Ariel Hawani, that was kind of the turning point uh, that night when they were in Canada. That was his first time on TV with Roman and everything, getting involved with the bloodline. Um, and that was their first like actual on TV together time. Uh, and mm. it probably wouldn't have happened had the Usos not been able to get to Canada. So, yeah, it'll, it'll be neat to see what happens there. But since we're talking about that, we have to talk about the Cody Rhodes-sized elephant in the room. Um, what do you guys think about Cody since his return, the build they're doing, all the stuff, all the Cody-ness? What do you guys think? Rafe? I'll let Tammy go. Okay. Well, as far as Cody goes, I just think he wants to be loved. You know, like, give it to him, man. He's, like, set himself on fire. He's doing all this over-the-top drama all the time. Just give it to him, okay? Come on. You know, he's worked hard. He's desperate. He wants your love. Give him your love. Make him feel the best. That's how I feel about the whole thing. I, 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 I wish I could disagree with Tammy, but I can't. It's just because we've been, we've been at those AEW shows. We were at the AEW show. Our first AEW show is when Malachi Black made his debut, okay? That and feels like wrestled, forever ago now, too. It feels like forever mm -hmm. ago. And he wrestled Cody. And Cody left the boot in the ring, and there was the drama with it. And everybody was shitting on him. And it was like, we were almost kind of surprised because it's like, here's the guy that pretty much was uh, had a hand in starting this company up. And they bring in Malachi Black to be this heel. He was supposed to be this big heel. I mean, he really, really was. And it turned Malachi into a face in a sense and Cody into the heel. And so Cody, you know, you could tell like, like, I don't think it was kayfabe the disappointment he felt at everybody being upset with him and shitting on him and doing all this stuff. And I think the turning moment him was when the dude threw the belt back at him when he threw the belt into the crowd in AEW and that guy threw it back at him I think Cody was just like alright I, I can't this is not it I've got to figure out something else I'm going to go and hang with my dad's company I know I'm a legacy there my brother was there the Rhodes family is very highly respected I want to get into the WWE Hall of Fame this is what I want to do I know people will love me. And what happened? He came back. Right. People love him. And so he keeps up his drama like he always does because that's his, that's his style. You know what I mean? To, to create that drama. So I, I know he's going to win the belts before the year is out. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just the way it's going to be. And that's cool. And I, and I hope he gets that because... You know, he really he, he he set himself on fire for the AEW fans. And they still booed him. He deserves to get something here. And the guy works very very hard. Yeah, I agree. and you know, so um, I'm looking forward to him to win it. You know what I mean? It'll probably it'll be a fun moment, and I'm glad. I don't really care about anything else. So WrestleMania, the, the show of shows. Cody finally right. gets his title. The Rhodes family name finally gets that big win. Um, yeah, man. I think that's what's going to happen. And that's I, cool. 
I have a few problems with this whole thing, though. Had Cody not gotten injured and gone out, I think we could have built it much, much better. I think it could have meant a lot more. Um, the, the three matches he had with Seth Rollins were incredible. They were fantastic. And had he not gotten hurt and he could have continued that momentum, I think they may have been able to do it sooner. Um, here's the problem, though. We had Cody with this fantastic return to WWE. It was monumental. It was so big. Everybody was talking about it. They had all this free press, all this stuff happening. And then he's gone, right? He's not just gone. He's gone for a long, long time. He had then a serious they, injury. Then they bring him back at the Rumble. He enters at number 30 and wins within a few minutes. That's all he's done since he got injured to deserve this title shot. There's been no struggle. There's been no staircase of he's going to do it. He's going to do He's going to get there eventually. He hasn't like faced any real big problems with any of that. So we have, you know, the whole issue with him coming back. Oh, it was a big deal. And there was all this push behind it. And then it fizzled out because he couldn't do anything. And now he's returned at the rumble and we're, you know, a month and a half or whatever it is from WrestleMania. And they're not, he's not even having matches on TV really to build anything. He's not showing that he deserves that spot. And I think, I think, I think it would mean a lot more if Cody loses at WrestleMania and has to go through some the journey again, trials and tribulations to rebuild Cody as he really deserves this. Cause that would make the win and the payoff so much bigger. In my opinion, I could be I wrong. Maybe it's just the way my wrestling brain works, but I want to see more from it i want to i want like a big huge payoff and right now it's like everybody's kind of predicting he's going to win the titles because that's all he's talked about since he got back the problem is he hasn't had to really do a lot since he got back because he was injured for so long so i don't know i think he is going to win them and yeah, i think it's going to be weird chris keep it in mind man he wasn't medically cleared till that day of the royal rump so right and i that, mean that's 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 a lot right there. Yeah, the fact that they're like trying to rush it just so he can win at Mania. It just, it, it, ah. Yeah, but it's a ratings pusher. You understand? He's, he gets ratings. I get that. I do. All right. And so you I always think... have to keep it in the back of your mind that this is still a business. And if you listen, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll plug this, but Mark Marin did an interview with Jericho, Tony Khan, Colt Cabana, MJF, and uh eddie kingston and they and tony khan i don't know if he inadvertently even jericho inadvertently gave away a lot of backstage secrets of how these things work so if you get a chance check out wtf with mark Marin on that aew one it's an awesome interview i listened to the whole thing it was really cool but tony's a ratings grab okay and so that's what's that's really what it's all about yeah yeah, I know. I just, for Cody's sake, I wanted there to be a bigger deal and a bigger story and a more triumphant, finally, a Rhodes family member has won the big strap. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just fulfilling that story and finishing that story that started with Dusty decades ago. Uh, the best possible ending. 
would be to have Cody come in and, and have to like triumph over a lot of adversity and stuff. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, obviously he's great. Uh, obviously he deserves it, but that's not, that's not, that's not the story. You know what I mean? The story right. is different than what the business requires and what Cody deserves. And the story is he came back, then he didn't do anything for a long time. Then he came back again, and now he's going to get the belts all of a sudden. It's just, it's not ideal. Well, let's, let's just see how they do. Let's see how they do it. We're, We're going to have how, to. What do you think on that, Tammy? I already, already kind of gave my thoughts in the beginning. So I don't right. have anything else to add. Okay. No problem. I do want to say this. Seth freaking Rollins is really winning me over. <laughs> I've always loved Seth, man. He's slowly creeping up to my number two favorite. Even back when Moxley was Dean Ambrose, and I was like, this guy's kind of annoying. And Roman Reigns was really, really obnoxious because they kept pushing him as a babyface and it just wasn't working. Seth Rollins was still like, that's Seth freaking Rollins, man. That dude can go. He's, a, he's like a workhorse. He, he's amazing in the ring. He cuts great promos. He's awesome on the mic. And he works heel and he works babyface. Like, he, he makes sense any way they do it. So, yeah, of course he's going to grow on you. I would hope so. If you like wrestling, then he should be. Yeah, man, he's great. And he's got great interviews, too. When he was Absolutely. talking all that, all that shit about CM Punk, I loved it. <laughs> I love, I, you know what? Seth has had a problem over the years with not keeping his mouth shut, and he catches a lot of heat for it. Uh, and he gets Good. a little happy with them Twitter fingers, too. Um, Good. So, you know, he loves don't the business. Don't hold back. He loves the business, and it shows. Yeah, don't hold back, man. MJF it to the max, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Why Everything's not? about MJF with you at the end of the day. Because who's the ultimate heel right now? Who's who's better? Come on. Tell I'm me. not going to deny it. You can't. No, I I agree. I'm, I, I love MJF, but that's not. The I point. know you do. Well, my point is there's no heel better in wrestling right now. There is not. There is not. And MJF has cemented that week after week. He just gets more and more fantastic at what he does oh sure this thing this past happened. week with the whole live and all that oh god it was good that i thought it was so fantastic all the dynamite was all about mjf that night i yeah. mean really i mean super good and the Takeshita and his match was my favorite because they both made each other shine and I, I thought agree. it was one of MJF's best ones. Yeah, it was. And it's and you and we had talked about this a long time ago, about we wanted to see MJF actually wrestle because he's got really good wrestling skills and he's really good working in the ring. And then he cuts all that stuff after that, where then he locked gets him locked into that room, and starts. I mean, what's been better? Please, yeah. anybody, no, I know. make a I comment. Know. Tell I me. Know. Tell me. Someone tell me. Tell, tell me, me when I'm telling lies. All right, right. Man, we get it. I'm yeah, I, I agree a thousand percent. MJF is at the top of his game, and he's at the top of the game right now. He, he is, is literally the best heel in the business, and he's not even 30 yet. 
I don't think. So no. good grief, man. That I it's like I told you guys months and months and months back. MJF is gonna go down as a legend in the business. He will. He he absolutely will. And he's and he he did it the right way. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. There's a I lot mean, of stuff that they're not doing it the right way in AEW right now, and he is not on that list. Yep. So let's segue right into it. Okay. Tammy, I know you had some thoughts. I know you love the MJF match on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Let me know what you think about the rest of the. What did you think about, about the, the rest gauntlet? of it? Yeah, the gauntlet. What'd you think about the guns? What'd you think about the elite? What'd you think about Bunny um, and Hater? Okay. Well, I'm just going to. I'm not going to answer all of those questions. Or AEW in general. Yeah. So Are what? What I, will, what, <laughs> what I will say is on a couple of these notes, because you throw so many things at me. Now my brain is exploding. So let me just center myself for a second. I don't <laughs> like, I do not like the repeat matches. Unless, unless it's the Bucks and o- Omega. They get a pass every time no matter what um i think that i already said what i said about it was mjf's night but takeshita love love the gear love the taste that he chooses with his gear each and every time always on point and then an amazing talent i just love him right now he's my favorite because i feel like he's like a superhero you know, like I can see him like coming in to save the day in some kind of superhero way. So I love it. Um, women's stuff, eh, whatever. Kind of yawning over here about all that. I really miss Hater being more scruffy, to be honest. Um, I think you mean scrappy, yeah. maybe? No. Or you mean like scruffy. not as well put together, no glam? Yes, like when no. her hair was kind of a mess and she had the fur coat and she was like, uh, you know, like I miss I that. I don't really remember she, her ever. Her not hair is perfectly blow dried right now. Maybe it's just me. She looks very glamorous. I, yeah, I think, yeah, you're probably right about that. I haven't she, noticed She her. does. She's glammed out a little bit. I think so. Um, What were the other questions to weigh in on about it? I don't know. AEW is like right now, this is the the honest truth about all the companies, okay? When I started, I started with AEW and I was only going to do AEW because I was completely new to wrestling. And I'm somebody that like misogyny and like homophobia and transphobia and all the phobias phobia any phobias i don't like that shit and i don't like like large groups of people that follow things that aren't mostly like cool people that also don't like all the phobias either and so i kind of thought at the beginning of aew because brandy was still there and it was i i got introduced to the heels which is a was a woman's group that all like had their own like club and were enjoying wrestling together and it was cool and now I feel like that vibe has gone completely downhill. That's and I'm Cody disappointed. <laughs> and so I, I just think just like kidding. that women, there's not enough women anymore. And I don't know, it just doesn't have that same vibe like that. So it made me start to look around at other things. And um, now I'm sampling other places and seeing places like WWE that are like 
doing really well with women. And even though before that was the big bad wolf, like they're the, they're the meanies and now they're the ones that are leading the way, you know, with that. So it's like, um, you can't knock progress wherever it may appear. And I feel like AEW isn't putting up their, like what they put out in the beginning, which like, we're different. You know, everybody's, you know, equal and fair here. And that's not what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a couple of women's matches thrown together and that's it. And so that's how I feel about AEW now. But then now it made me like, for example, nothing can compare to, to for me with Enjoy because none of those things are factors at all. You don't have to consider them. It's just a given. You know, everybody it could, can kick ass and have some kind of like fantastic personality wrestles there, you know, because, you know, all you got to be is good. Just like what? Take an elbow in the face or whatever the song says. And so it's like, that's more my vibe. And I wish AEW would get on that, but comparing the two and then you bring all the other companies in for me and nobody, it's like Goldilocks, basically. If anybody's following this ramble of mine out there, it's like Goldilocks. It's too much and too little. And it's just that right. Only, only enjoy is offering it to me. And I feel like AEW could have been that if they had kept going in the vibe that they kind of sold themselves as in the beginning. That was a long fucking rant. And I appreciate anybody that's still listening now. Well, getting back to Chris, say, well, Cody left. There's, there's a little bit of truth in that because Brandy was kind of pushing the women's division. It's true. And she had, yes. she had it a little bit more. She had it a little bit more. There was more momentum I felt when brandy was involved in that and so i think when she and correct left, me if i'm wrong but she kind of spearheaded all the outreach programs and yes, the women's stuff that they were doing she she was kind of at the forefront of all that she, she absolutely was. was the leader of all of it we all knew that in the club she was she absolutely was and i think that when that happened you know it got put on a lot of that got put on the back burner and then you had some injuries. Right. And so I think that kind of got caught in the undertow of this AEW wave that was blowing through. And so when those matches started to get less exciting for the ladies, now they, and this is the truth and you'll hear this on the podcast. They look at the ratings every hour and Tony Khan even, and even Jericho said, if you're not getting a ratings pop, you may not be on next week, right? So that was really the key. And I think that that pushed the ratings pop because it wasn't as exciting. They didn't put the excitement into it. And so I think if they can get the excitement going, but the problem is I still think these ladies, they're getting hurt. We, we were going to yeah. talk about the bunny getting hurt. You know what I mean? And I was going to talk about that too because I feel like AEW needs to, you know, and this is just my opinion. It doesn't mean shit, but they need to take a little bit more precaution on how they care for the wrestlers. Because if you look, I know we, we kind of rip on WWE. Well, they got all that padding on the side. Well, there ain't a whole hell of a lot of injuries that I've been seeing. Okay. So why would you not take the standard of the people that have been through this whole process for what, 40, 50 years, right? 
and take some tips from that instead of trying so hard to compete against it. Yep. And it's like Tony Khan was saying, well, we're a, we're a competition brand. Well, why? Why do you have to be a competition brand? Yeah, like, like just the, because you're competing doesn't mean that needs to be your focus and your angle on the whole thing. Like, Correct. If you're going to compete, do it as well as they do it. Right. And it's like he compared. He's like, they're Coke, we're Pepsi. Right? Okay, great. You know what I mean? There's people. Why that can't love you just Pepsi, be Cherry Coke? Right. Be Cherry Coke. Be something in the middle. Do I mean? I think that they could do it because they've got talented people. A lot that. Of are good at acting, are good at wrestling, are, and I mean, Jericho putting people over and the ideas that he comes up with to help people get put over are great. Keep going with that. Become your own thing. Don't be WWE. Be AEW and protect the wrestlers. If you're going to throw Bunny into the, into the fence, at least have some padding on it. That's probably where she got fucked up maybe you know what i mean it, it could I mean, have been it could have been a lot of different spots i tried to watch it back to try to figure it out and i was like this whole thing is pretty brutal because hater does not play you know what i'm saying and mm -hmm. she a lot of her strikes she's very like she's she look it looks stiff from from like a my perspective watching it she looks like she's very snug very stiff she does not mess around in that ring However, maybe she's just really good at making it look that way and she knows how to pull her punches well and stuff. Mm -hmm. But she's also a badass. So it could have happened anywhere. Um, she's now, strong. Now, if it was the barricade, oh. I will say this. Not a lot of people get injured during those barricade spots. It may have just been luck of the draw that time. Mm -hmm. But I do, I do think you're right about that. There is something to be said about the safety of the performers and allowing them to still be able to do these crazy spots, but making sure they're protected as much as you can as a company. Right. Because all you're doing at that point is you're, it's becoming a detriment to the organization, right? WWE has obviously figured out a way to make things extremely entertaining, have good hard hitting matches but you don't, at least I don't, I don't see a lot of these injuries. So, you know, it's like, I just think that, you know, they have to figure out the way. That's why that arena's built that way. That's why that padding's on that side. That's why those things break the way they break. Because they said, okay, hey guys, what's happening? What's getting, who's getting hurt? How's anybody getting injured? What do we need to do? make sure that you don't but still make it look like this is a very powerful strong hard-hitting right. match and so i think AEW needs to take a minute and look at that and, and start doing that so that we don't lose thunder rosa we don't lose the bunny we don't lose uh adam cole i mean i miss adam cole i love adam cole you know what i mean AEW has been plagued with injuries over the past 14, 15 months. More injuries than I've ever seen. And it was, it's like, what's, what's going on? Let's figure that out. You're on mute, Tammy. So no one can hear you, honey. You don't really know what's going on behind this. No, scenes. you don't. So you how don't. can you blame them? This is like a real scathing uh, 
lecture here towards them, but how do you know any of these details? No, I don't know any of these details. I'm saying hypothetically, you missed it. You were getting aggro. You were, you were like, oh, they did. They're not keeping them safe. And and they have more injuries on the records and the statistics. You just did that. No, no. What he's saying is, in fairness, how do you know? What he's saying is the attitude that Tony is portraying in the media and in these interviews, when he's talking about being a competitor to WWE, He's he's saying these things, saying, yes, we're competing, we're doing this, we're doing that, we're doing everything we can. However, they are not taking the same amount of precautions that a company like WWE takes to make sure that their talent stays safe. He allows but a how lot do we of know stuff what precautions to happen they take? because of the padding, because of the, the barricades they put up, the, the padding on the ring posts, the, um, the, the LED screens that are now everywhere are also a lot softer than a steel uh, railing. Um, I mean, yeah. you're, you're hitting a plastic thing before you hit anything else. Everywhere around the ring, they have mats, 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 mats. Um, even at the top of the ramp, usually, they have two sections on both sides where there's mats underneath their, their stage. When somebody does a big spot, there's clearly like a big crash pad, not just like boxes with a tarp over it like AEW does sometimes, but like a legit, giant, stuntman-style the thing that you see somebody jumping off a building in a movie, the thing they land on, sometimes that's what they use in WWE for people to land on. Um, they just, they, they take the safety way more seriously. Now, whether that's intentional or not on right. Tony's part, it's, it's, it's there. It's glaring. It's obvious. It's, it's, it, we're seeing it because we're seeing everybody. And, and the track out. record of injuries right now shows the difference. There's been, countless injuries like i and even even the ones that aren't serious where it's just a week or two they're gone i mean kingston was injured twice and he's dealing with an injury now um look at what happened to matt hardy a couple years ago with sammy guevara that i i could literally name, a million, name a million i'm not gonna do it right now but yeah Rip but Parker i don't watch twice. 10 different promotions to compare is it similar injuries is it not similar injuries and i also know there's a lot of trickery with a lot of equipment that people don't realize well tony so I, don't himself. A, I, don't, I don't have any kind of proof about this exactly so i don't want to be saying it's definitely that's the reason tony Khan himself along with other members of the aew roster have all said publicly things have had to change numerous times with their storylines their tv work everything because of all these injuries they've right. admitted mm-hmm. it repeatedly admitted it. um yeah that they got know, injured Right, but right. You, it's not they didn't admit that they did it. This is this is this is Tammy uh, playing devil's all right. advocate. 100%. Okay, so regarding the injury contrary. situation, we will agree to disagree. <laughs> but the the repeat matches is a huge problem. The fact that yeah. they have all this talent that they're not putting on TV and they're showing us the same stuff over and over again. Tammy, I, I'm glad that you like to see the elite wrestle all the time. However, uh, I could yeah. do with some change on, on Me TV too. from time to time. Like, they don't have to be it's out fair. there every week. Like, maybe they just do pay-per-views. You know what I mean? They're at that level. They don't have to work. Oh, but I want to see them more than pay-per-views. Well, that's fine. You know, put them on the dark shows. They need yeah. to elevate some of the other talent. They um to. And just doing this repeat where the storylines are, it, there, there's no development. It just keeps recycling the same matches with the same people over and over again. They have a huge roster. Why aren't they using them? I mean, the fact yeah. that 
the fact that I, there's a lot of issues I have with AEW, and I don't want to dig too deep into it. So let's just move on from the repeat stuff for now. Uh, as far as the bunny, that's Well, sucks. you should make some TikToks, though, about it, Chris, because I'm sure there's people that can relate to your ideas and feelings. If anybody is watching or listening to this right now, I should say I have been a little bit light on the content on TikTok lately. There has been a lot going on in my personal life, so I do apologize for that, but at the same time, we're all human beings. We all have lives outside of this stuff, and we don't get paid. We're doing this for fun and out of our own livelihood, so be patient. I'll be back. Um, there is he some content be. coming, and there, there's, I'm, it's getting fired up, and I've got some news coming for that as well. But you'll find out about that. If you're not already following us on TikTok, go follow our TikTok. Um, back to AEW. The bunny injury is messed up because the bunny is super talented. We've been talking about her for pretty much the entire length that we've been doing this podcast. Uh, and for somebody like Jamie Hayter to put her out sucks. Uh, it sort of puts a, it puts a damper on Jamie's reign thus far, even though she should have had the title months and months and months before that anyhow. Um, yeah, I just, that, the whole women's division, I don't want to say anything that you guys already talked about as far as that goes. Everyone's a heel right now, so it doesn't matter. They don't have any storylines because everybody's bad. A heel. Yeah, it's, everybody's it's, bad. It's stupid and it makes for a lame product and it shows. Uh, and that's why nobody's tuning into the women's stuff because there's nothing exciting happening. Everybody's I a heel. I agree, I agree. I, I cannot tell you how many articles that i read reviews of these shows about how i mean we're not the only ones that feel this way every place i've read any kind of a news on aew there is always some type of negative thing that they say about the women's division and it sucks because look at how good all of them are look at how good all of them are they're exact they're just as good as any woman in in wwe really yeah when you look at their women's performers on paper it's kind of unreal like they have this amazing group of women that work for them and when we thought well like when serena deeb came in and it was announced she was going to be coaching and helping out um and then they got um I'm forgetting her name. Madison uh, Rain. Madison, Madison Rain. Rain, when they brought her in. Oh, she's going to be coaching. She's going to be helping out with the storylines and all that. It's like, okay, we've got a lot of experience coming in. Certainly things are going to improve, but then it's just more of the same. And I, I don't understand what trigger is going to be required for them to like realize what they have and start navigating through it better. Because now we've even got Ruby involved in this thing with Hater and Britt Baker where is she going to turn heel too like what well, or are Hater are Hater and Baker about to turn face because right. that's that's the only two options with them collaborating right and now if you look at the match next week it's Tony Storm it's Ruby and it's Britt that's what's happening next week don't get me started on Tony Storm they've ruined her for me I mean, they took one of my great. favorite female wrestlers and absolutely ruined her. She has no character now. She's just like everybody else. And her win-loss record is yeah. No. And remember, it that sucks. was a big thing. That was a big thing when they first started. Stats. And that doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter anymore. You could be the number one contender now just by winning one match. 
I know. It's like if you're gonna make the change, make the change and tell everybody. You know what I mean? It's just like, don't try to like subtly put it into things. Like, as far as the booking goes, this whole thing with the gun club, I would love for somebody to explain this to me. The Acclaimed is the most over tag team on the planet in AEW, right? So much so that they stripped FTR basically to put the titles on them. Yeah. FTR! They took the title. Like, and then, <laughs> and then. You have the gun club win the titles? Yeah, yes, it's a cheating angle. Yes, they can come back to it. It's probably going to be a short little thing. But how does that make the gun club credible if that's what they're trying to do? And also, I'm gonna say this. why would I'm you do that right to be claimed? Go ahead. This is, this is just an exclamation on your sentence. That's all it is. Is it, It's fucking unacceptable. Uh-oh. Go ahead. Oh, there it is. It's unacceptable. Well, I mean, that... Yes, that's what it is. It's unacceptable. Well, I don't understand why they would do it. It just It's dumb booking. And it's, it's like the whole thing about the way they run these storylines. It's like, you know, you have almost unlimited avenues of where you can take a program in wrestling. And it's like Tony Khan always chooses the weirdest fucking direction. I... I, I uh... Ahead, he talk he about insults it. the champions with this. He insults. He He's insults undermining the integrity everyone. Of everything. Right. Here's the like weird. All the time. Here's, here's yeah. another weird direction. Next week on Dynamite, we've got Orange Cassidy, the acclaimed, and Daddy Ass versus Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, Satnam Singh, and Sanjay Dutt. What? I don't. Why is the I, question? I, I, it's I fun to me. Why. It's going to be fun. Don't get me wrong. But when you but look right at it now, in the context with everything of happening, line, <laughs> I know. Even. Like all the storyline that we're doing here, like where does this come from? Did we just pull names out of a fucking hat? I mean, why Orange Cassidy? He hasn't even been near the acclaimed. I mean, why, how does this even happen? Okay, this I, I want to interject here because I in my rambling notes earlier, I had an idea for a future clip on here. Uh-huh. And it's going to be 10 ways. Uh, so like all these stupid things they do with distractions and cheats that are all tropes and going back and forth face heel. I'm going to have, I'm going to start coming up with top 10 lists of alternative ideas. Okay. Just to show you creativity is out there and you don't have to keep doing the same shit with this stuff. And then it doesn't make sense. And then it takes away the, the importance or perceived importance, which is the most important of these uh, titles. Like FTR is like supposed to be the creme de la creme, and you got somebody like it. Just was too soon for them to lose that that right. to them. So I'm just letting you know it's coming. And if anybody has a top ten list they want of a, uh, they can put it in the comments because uh-huh. I like I'm gonna start with um, top ten uh, di- for uh, creative ideas for distractions instead of placing yourself in front of the ref or making knocking the ref out and they didn't see you get the pin. Oh, you don't like ref bumps? <laughs> no. no. She hates him. She hates him. She gets fucking pissed. <laughs> it it really is a dumb concept like when you think about it like the cameras are on. We already know everyone <laughs> in the back is watching. Why did another referee not come out? Why did somebody <laughs> not come out to stop this from happening, find the person who did it. Why are they not suspended? Because every once in a blue moon, somebody will get suspended for hurting an official. 
Right. Why is it not every time? <laughs> it should be. What kind of dumb, weird... Oh, like, I love to suspend my disbelief, but I shouldn't have to figure out when I'm supposed to do it. Right. Yeah. It, should be, it shouldn't be a game. <laughs> it's just a lack of creativity on their part. And people act like, you can only do so much. Well, I'm going to prove to you that you can do a lot. Well, you know, all this stuff that we're talking about brings me to one of the things I wanted to talk about, which was the fact that AEW is getting ready to start doing a, a tour for house shows. Um, I think this is going to maybe be like it. It could be a really big deal for them as far as fine tuning their talent, fine tuning the stories, fine tuning the product moving forward, fine tuning what direction you want to go in based on the way fans react to things. I agree. It's basically your trial run of how to do things before you put it on TV. Uh, and that's not to say that like you couldn't do those things on the dark shows, but the dark shows seem to me to be sort of reserved for people they're thinking of signing and people that they just want to have a, you know, get a couple squash matches under their belt and things like that. It doesn't really feel as much of a, like a developmental thing as it could be. Where right. Like People view NXT as like a developmental brand. Right. But the touring schedule, the live shows in front of people, that's how you develop all of your talent, including your, uh, your backstage crew, your uh, commentary team. Um, as far as like, obviously, when you're in an arena, you don't get live commentary, right? But it, it gives them sort of an idea of what people are going to be doing a lot of. Um, and once you run a match three or four times in front of a crowd, then you put it on TV, it's going to be a hundred times better. Plus it eliminates some of that. What if they get hurt? Because they've already done this several times now. Right. I think the house show thing is going to be really good for the product. I hope so. And I hope they carry storylines and I hope they like make it like NXT has a belt. I hope they do something like that. That would be very cool too. Like all those, like I've, I've been saying, I say, I thought dark elevation should have had storylines and plots. And even dark was trying to do that when Janela was there. Remember they had that a whole little thing bit. Going. They had a, a stretch where they were like starting to pepper in promos and stuff on there. Yeah. And now and it it's was... just an interview segment once in a while. Right. And so I hope that they do. I hope that they do. And because I think it, it you can follow the multi that'll keep people tuning into AEW because you'll have more storylines. I mean, yeah. it seems like a no brainer if you want people to look at your product. Exactly. So, but anyway, I am looking forward to this Wednesday. I want to see Hangman and Page versus Kip Sabian. I like Sabian. I, I like think him. he's very entertaining. Yeah. So but and yeah, you that, know, maybe maybe since Penelope's not gonna be hanging out with Bunny for a little bit, maybe they'll bring her back out with Kip. You know, since I hope so, a thing in real life. Um, one thing I want to say: Tony Khan is still talking about this streaming deal that he's been talking about for two years for AEW. Do you guys think they're ever going to get a streaming deal for AEW? No, no. I think I don't. Why would they? As I think at this point, name. like if you're not already doing it and you already have all the avenues and and ways to make it happen, it's not going to happen. I think they got their Ring of Honor thing, and that's all they're going to do. Hey, Fight Forever's coming out soon. I know. I'm going to be playing that. was supposed to come out at the end of last year. Now it's finally received its official rating. It's T for Teen. And from what I understand, it's due to some uh, uh, mild nudity. Uh, I believe a 
butt was referenced. Um, so there's going to be at some point somebody's going to have their butt on the game. Uh, then gonna... I'm totally freaking in now. It's daddy ass. It's really weird that it's it's taken this long because of that. So hopefully the game is as good as it looks. Uh, we shall see who is and is not included in that game. But it's supposed to be released very soon. I can't wait, man, because I like the WWE 2K a lot. So. Yep, 22K. Yep. That that's a that hell of a. Fun. You know, if Tony wants to compete that bad, he he's gonna have a hell of a competition in the video game department. Oh my gosh, I know that wrestling game's great. I built a wrestler. it's awesome the creator wrestler features are always the best yeah man it was great so but yeah man i'm looking forward to what's happening we'll see i'm looking forward to elimination chamber i'm gonna be psyched on that i i get to watch Liv kick everybody's ass which you know she's up there she's my number two well number three because number two is ziggy heim so (laughs) gotta love ziggy yeah man absolutely she's the best she kills yeah she should be a star man period love her she's the reason we all know about enjoy i somehow found her real and uh watched it and tried to figure out where i could see her wrestle and it was enjoy dude she's awesome she her promo is are great her her in-ring matches are great she sells the moves she's Mm -hmm. awesome bottom line Mm -hmm. and she can work and she can work, man. She works her ass off. So. Hopefully All she right, just well, doesn't get signed to AEW anytime soon, because that would suck. Yeah. Just ruin another one. That uh, would be a shame. Well, hopefully, let's have some optimism here. Let's be positive. Let's hope they start pushing things around. You know what I mean? And and they start really getting things more involved. I, you know, I think a good start would be Somebody humbling Jade Cargill, and then she's got to work back to get the belt. Again. I've given up hope on that. I know, but I think that that would be a good catalyst for this. And I don't think they're going to do it because she, you know, she always makes the top five, top ten, all these lists and everything like that. I don't think they're going to do it, but I would like to see her losing that ma- losing a match, and then having to make a comeback. And then, so we'll see. That's my thoughts. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. All right. Well, we got a lot of wrestling stuff happening in the next few weeks. I'm sure it's going to be very entertaining. We are making some moves here at the podcast, people. Uh, there are some new things on our horizons, some potential changes. Uh, but we will still be here making content for you guys. Um, it just may be under some different circumstances. And we're going to continue looking at other avenues of what we've been doing. So if you're not already following us on Twitter, please do that. If you're not following us on TikTok, please go do that too. If you're not following us on YouTube, please go to YouTube and subscribe there. we got some weird, exciting stuff coming up, and I would love to share it with you all. However, no spoilers. you got to like and sub, guys. (laughs) There you go. All right. Thank you, everybody. Everyone have a great week. We will talk to you probably after the Elimination Chamber at some point and go through all of that. And we hope you all stay cool, man. Stay cool. Farewell. I bid you adieu.